Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Hi there. Welcome to your astrological weather. I am so grateful that you have joined us today for this weekly worldwide astrological conversation. Now, if you're new to the channel, please be sure to hit like and subscribe so you'll know exactly when we release all of our new content, which is a lot recently. Now, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Jamie McGee. I'm an author and astrologer and one of the hosts here on the Astrology Hub podcast platform. Okay, so today we are going to be exploring the astrological influences for the week of September 18th through the 24th with an Astrology Hub favorite, an Astrologer Connect astrologer with us as well, Cameron Allen. Now, Cameron is a professional astrologist, a herbalist, a health consultant, and he has been an inner circle guide many times. He has also taught several classes with us, including health secrets of the planets and the zodiac and holistic approaches to the houses. You can find the links to those below this broadcast. And as I mentioned before, he is also a very, very favorite and sought after astrologer on our brand new platform, Astrologer Connect. So good to be here with you, Cameron. Hey, Jamie, it's good to be here with you too. I'm I always love connecting. Yeah, I love connecting with Cameron. We have a rising that's similar. So anytime we get in the same room, it's like I, we both have that idea that comes out at the same time. <laughs> so we've had a lot of fun backstage today, but it's um, I was just so excited to be in your energy. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this week that we have ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So what would you say the theme is that we'll be working with as we go forward? Yeah, so I was feeling into because uh, Venus and Mars have been in this like little sextile play, um, but it's not really perfecting anytime soon. Uh, so that's something that I'm kind of like feeling into focusing on, even though it's like happening beyond this week. I've been like kind of looking at that. And then also two other things I'm thinking about is just like um, giving us a context that we're in from the new moon to the first quarter square. So things are like building throughout this week. But also uh, the equinox is at the end of this week. And so that's the real focus point that I would feel into is the equinox. And the equinox is like really has become really, really important to me. I know for a lot of us, it's like a strong point in the in the in the year. And it's important to a lot of us. But for me, learning with one of my teachers, Prasanti G, um, who does like yoga, Ayurveda, Tantra, Vashushastra, a bunch of Vedic wisdom, sciences and synthesizes them. When the equinox comes, we do a specific, uh, what we call restorative cleanse. Because at the turning of the seasons, people like to do what we call detoxes. But we find that that word has become so popularized that it kind of has lost its meaning in some senses. And also the meaning that it does have for a lot of people is slightly aggressive. And so we want to move away from that perspective of detoxing because the body knows what to do. And so we don't necessarily need to detox but go through a restorative cleanse around this time. So I'll be talking about the equinox when we get to that day and kind of like just how to think about it a little bit and not go too deep because that could be a whole conversation of itself. Oh, I love that. And I have that song, Meet Me on the Equinox in my head. It's, it's a very mm. pivotal point in the year where you can kind of dial in. And I do agree that that detox, you feel like if I must be toxic if I have to detox when really like in a lot of cultural bases, it's a natural ritualistic thing that you're supposed to do, like brushing your teeth or brushing your hair. Like it's, it's commonplace. So I love that you're going to bring that in today. So if you had like, is there a sentence or like a, a couple of words to walk with? Yeah, I would say 
making it to the balance point to move down under, making right? Because it it's like we're, 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 we're making it to the equinox and then we're descending down from there, moving more towards the winter solstice. And so just like being able to track those things is really important. Like astrologically, like the planets don't always necessarily do emphasize or heighten things during those times. But the equinox is definitely like, okay, I'm at the balance point. Now I need to sink down. So even from the perspective of um, maybe um, seasonal affective disorder is starting to like take hold over me. It's really just like the energy of the planet is going down. And so I feel like I'm going down. And that just makes sense in that context. Also starting to like change the things that we're eating around the time because the, the seasons are changing. And I think this is a really important thing that we could bring back to astrology that we focus, yeah, on the planets and all those things, but the seasons and how they're changing because in tropical astrology, that's what makes it tropical astrology that's based on the seasons. Yeah. And so starting to find those rhythms, it can give us more stability even in the times of change, whether they're heightened changes or a week like this where it's actually kind of mellow. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that you're going to bring that in. So I know you spoke a little bit about the Venus and sec- the Venus sextile play that we've been working with. Are there any other major transits that you have your eye on besides the equinox and Venus this week that we'll be talking about? Uh, That was the main thing that I was feeling into. The moon is going to be making like a bunch of aspects to like outer planets on certain days. That's going to be a point of emphasis. On the 19th, we have Mars in Libra and it's going to be in conjunct Jupiter and Taurus. And in conjunction is just like a really strong um, aspect that's a non-aspect in, in, in medical astrology. So that's one day I'm like looking towards to be mindful of like what's going on there. You know, they say in conjunctions are like hidden spots or blind spots. And on the same day that Mars is in conjunct Jupiter, Mars and Libra in conjunct Jupiter and Taurus, uh, the sun's also going to be opposing Neptune. So that's a day to just like watch out for like our vitality very strongly. So I'm looking forward to that day too as well. All right, why don't we go ahead and just kind of go through the days and then that way we can kind of see how we can work with that energy. So starting today on Monday, how... How are we feeling? What's a, a major energy or transit that you're looking at for Monday today? Yeah, so for today, we're looking at Venus and Leo squaring Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. And so for me, from a medical astrology perspective, we're just really, I'm not going to say just medical because it's going to be more like holistic outlook on it. It's just whenever Venus and Jupiter are coming together um, in any aspect, I'm always thinking about how have I been overindulging? And so just like looking out for any potential over overindulgence and like making sure that we don't go too far with that, asking myself about how do I feel in my body as far as like comfort, specifically in the region of the chest and the thoracic region because Venus is Leo and then Jupiter is retrograde in Taurus. So we just want to see, am I get, is my energy getting stagnant and am I assimilating the things that are happening right now? Because the Venus squaring the Jupiter can create a little stagnation. Specifically, I would be focusing on the heart region, the thoracic region. Um, from an emotional perspective, too, as well, just like feeling into what has been happening from before. Because Venus was retrograde before, and now Venus is coming back to Jupiter and meeting up with it again, maybe reflecting on what happened last time that came. Um, so that's something that I would look into. And then also, we have the moon in Scorpio, sextile Mercury. And so just like feeling into if we, there's a lot of deep emotions that are happening there that might be coming up a little bit um, because the sextile is an easy 
flowing aspect, right? Oh, notice that I said easy flowing, not easy period, right? So there's an easy flowing aspect from these deeper emotional processes that I might be having to my mind, to my thought process, the way I'm mentally organizing things. And that Mercury can be supported because it's in Virgo, but also that's just powerful sometimes. And the power doesn't mean that it's always good. It might be a bit much. And so if we're feeling these deeper emotions and our mind is very aware of it, making sure that we take note of that because that is why we might overindulge with that Venus squaring Jupiter. Because I have all these deep emotions and they're kind of starting to come up a little bit. My mind can feel them. And so because I'm trying to get away from that, I'm going to go and overindulge potentially. So we just want to be mindful of that overall for today. The silent nuances. It seems to be like, because you were talking about the 19th earlier, but that's kind of like a an undercurrent that we're working with, kind of noticing those little private, those those whisperings that come up at times. Yeah, absolutely. And also always being mindful, like we just said, Venus square Jupiter. So that Venus square Jupiter isn't really running away from each other. So just being mindful as I talk about each day, the planets aren't running away from each other, right? The moon is moving the fastest. So all these things from the day before are contextualizing and um, blurring in with the next day. So just be mindful of that and don't be so isolated in your way of thinking about it. But in the 19th, we have the moon in Scorpio still, but it's going to be opposing Uranus and Taurus, right? And so that energy also can bring like some sense of like erratic um, feelings coming up, especially when I was saying today, rather, having to do with those deeper emotional processes or like which, which really feel, what are you really feeling down under and knowing that now those feelings are coming face to face with Uranus. So it's like maybe that shows up as another person inviting you to be more authentic in your expression. And that invitation could look like, oh, this is where I usually don't express myself fully. That's an invitation. Or it could be an invitation to express yourself, but be mindful not to go like all out. And if you do go all out, then just go all out and know that you're going all out. And that can be super, super helpful as well. On that day, we still have um, Mars and Libra in conjunct uh, Jupiter and Taurus. So just being sure that we um, stay with that, be mindful of that, and then also making adjustments when needed. And then also, if you happen to feel any lower back pain, if you get lower back pain, this could be a day where that kind of flares up a little bit. A lot of people don't necessarily always have sustained lower back pain, but if you could just get some like really nice oils, and then I like to put the oils on my, like behind my palm, like here on my hand, on both hands, and then just like go on my back. We should, and then just rub it on my back and okay. just rub it in the air. Yeah. Perfect. And that can, we're super helpful for that day. Um, and then also on that day, the sun is going to be opposing Neptune retrograde. And the sun, when it's in opposition to Neptune, oftentimes this can create this sense of like, kind of like tiredness, maybe like a little, like, I don't know what's going on here kind of energy. It, it depletes the vital force a little bit. So just be mindful with all the things going on. So the moon and Uranus are together and maybe I feel a little like anxious, erratic, just a touch of it. But then also the sun, opposite Neptune is making me feel like my, my vitality is depleting a little bit. And then we have the sneaky in conjunction from Mars to Jupiter also doing things there. So it's like this one, two, three combination that none of them by themselves necessarily are going to be like, so loud if they're in isolation, but those three combinations together oftentimes will make for 
something that we need to notice on that day very strongly, especially with uh, the two luminaries, the sun and the moon that are so potent and so important, being in uh, aspect with outer planets, which oftentimes brings up unconscious processes or things that are beyond us that we have to um, come to terms with or come face to face with uh, that is beyond us. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's like that, those nuances, the whisperings <laughs> this week, watching for your triggers. I love that. Exactly. Okay. So as we blend into the middle of the week on the 20th, what can we work with on that day? Yeah. The moon is going to move into Sagittarius and it's going to be square Saturn and Pisces. And just like me thinking about it, uh, the first thing that came to mind was just, um, I don't know, I was like giving reverence to Jupiter on that day. Like something about that feels really loud for me because the moon is going to be in Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter and Saturn's and Pisces just co-ruled by Jupiter. And I always just think about what can I do with uh, my feet being do having to do with Pisces and then also having to do with my hips and my quads having to do with Sagittarius. And just like my invitation for that day is to literally... Like if you do nothing else, what I want you to do is just feel your hip and then move your, turn your foot back and forth and feel the relationship between your feet and your hips, right? So from like a very practical standpoint, instead of thinking about how am I going to feel emotionally, uh, just like move your body in that way throughout the day. And I think that could give you some clarity that maybe you didn't have before, right? Yeah. So just an invitation to play with that. I love how you always bring it into the body and that's perfect because then you can, you can do that. You can ground. This would be a great way to walk on, on the bare ground if it's not too cool outside where you are. Mm -hmm. like that. Well, before I leave the 20th, we also have the sun trine Pluto retrograde. So being mindful the day before we had that sun opposite Neptune, which could like leak energy. And if that energy did leak out, then that sun in an easy, as easy flowing aspect with Pluto can also bring other things up that are more subtle. So watch out for old conditioning patterns around like judgment. On the 21st, we have the moon in Sagittarius still, and it meets Mercury in Virgo. So my invitation is, since this is kind of like a good settling point for the week, um, just I would invite everybody to go out in nature. Um, Sagittarius energy likes nature. Virgo energy really likes nature and how things are organized. So my invitation would be go out into nature and just sit down and journal for at least 10 minutes. And when I say sit down and journal for 10 minutes, that could mean you sit there and you literally write down, Cameron said to journal, but I have nothing to say. And then just begin to write about whatever comes to your mind, even if it's not in a cohesive fashion. Just let that moon meet that mercury and let, it, let the energy move in that manner. I like that. I think too, like when you're sitting there, if you can't write anything at all, it would also be just noticing what comes to you um, in the physical form. Like, is there a butterfly? Is there, you know, were the trees saying like what, what birds are flying by you, what colors, and then just kind of, mm. you know, following those nuances and digging in. I did want to ask you a little bit more about the sun trining Pluto, because that is like, you know, Pluto's at that really last point in Capricorn, and he's been teaching us a lesson mm -hmm. for a very long time. So mm. is there any other practices that you would say because this is a sun conversation so it is a vitality one um right. you, i feel like it could probably bring up some anxieties and like how if, do you think that they would and if they would like is this are we on the right path grounding noticing the whisperings 
Yeah, yeah. Because like from the day before, like all the potential of like the energy feeling like thrown off of a little bit coming into that sign trine Pluto, then that would still apply. Um, and I would just invite people to face like what they feel like is confronting that day, really, to be honest, because that Pluto energy can oftentimes bring this sense of I feel so empowered or I feel kind of disempowered. So maybe even think about the 20th and how are you going to step into the next day? Because you've heard this already. And so going into that day equipped rather than feeling like what this energy might bring, I would say, what are you going to bring to that energy that day specifically? Especially because this week isn't so loud. It's like, I feel like the weeks when the energy isn't super loud, we actually have more autonomy and agency to make things happen with the transits. So that's what I would invite in. I 100% agree. I feel like the sextiles and the trines are where you, I, we always talk about squares and oppositions and conjunctions take action then, but it's when it's easy, like have that challenging conversation, face that shadow, call it by its name. Like, what can you do to overcome it? And sometimes like, you're like, well, it's not bothering me. I don't feel anxious about it. It's not stirring the pot. So I'm not going to stir it because some of us just right. don't want to, but this is a good time to really kind of ground and, and see that. Yeah. I like how, I like how that kind of you know, um, flows into everything you've been saying about the, this week, even starting with like these nuances that we're working with. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like when the trines and sextiles come, just because it's an easy flow doesn't mean that we don't take action. You know, even sometimes in people's charts, when they have these sextiles or they have these trines, it's something that's been so easy for them that they actually don't apply themselves in the way they could to actually make the highest expression of the energy uh, manifest and come forth. So whenever you see easy flows of energy, my, my invitation is always to go after it immediately because the ones that have the friction to them, something's going to manifest and you don't have to worry about that. You just respond accordingly. But with the energies that flow easy, it's like, how can you get on that jet ski with it? Or how can you ride that, that, that aerospace wave flow? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting concept because I've noticed with clients too, the trine charts are usually the ones that, if, they, if you look at the chart and it's all trines, those are usually the ones that seem to have the most challenges because they haven't had to push in a certain area or they don't understand, you know, I'm holding, what I'm holding right now comes easier to some others. It's, it's a very interesting thing to look at, but um, that's why I, I always encourage action when you can take it, when it's smoother. Um all right. So is there anything else you want to say about the 21st before we go and start heading on to the weekend, the 22nd? And we go to 22nd. All right. Yeah. Let's go for 22. Cool. So on the 22nd, we have the first quarter square. And so the invitation is to check in with your new moon intentions. I know a lot of times we set intentions on a new moon all the time, but oftentimes I don't notice that people are like really checking in with that point. Whereas like in between the intention that I've set, in like how it's going to manifest because there's going to be a point moving forward as the as the moon is waxing that you can keep building what you're trying to create so just like just putting an emphasis on that um the moon is going to be square neptune so also working out looking out for like leaky energy or if you feel kind of um whimsical or kind of like um meandering a bit just watch out for that because if you have stuff to do then you need to be even more diligent about getting that done um which will be not too hard because the moon does move into capricorn later that night in sextile saturn so um also this could be the the, the point here could also be that since this moon is in a square with neptune it's like oh i kind of feel like i'm meandering during the day 
And then later on in the day, potentially you, you start judging yourself about it. So you want to notice that like subtle potential issue that could uh, be created there. And since the moon is going to Capricorn, it's going to be closer towards the night, at least where I'm at. So where you're at, you have to apply this um, correctly. But for me, what I automatically am thinking about doing is making sure that I do my oil massage that night. And if you don't have like a main oil massage, like a massage oil that you use, just get like some essential oils and then even just like a little bit of olive oil. And at minimum, put it on your ears. And then since it's in Capricorn, just go in circular motions around your joints. And just do that to give reverence to the moon being in Capricorn and also an aspect with Saturn. And then also, we didn't get to the next day, but just knowing that the equinox is coming, yeah. uh, here I'm also going to be in more preparation for the restorative cleanse that I'm about to go into. So that day I'm focusing all just on the equinox. And so coming to this point of harmony, balance, or understanding where I don't have harmony and where I don't have balance could be a really important thing. And the way we think about it is because at the equal point, the symbolic understanding of this is that uh, the energy, right? The sun is like getting to that equal point. So the vitality and the energy is like right close, it's close to the above and it's close to the be below. It's close to the inside, it's close to the outside. And so we do restorative cleanses at this time because we can think of this from the perspective of like our cellular membranes. And if the energy is at its closest point between the inside and the outside, then this actually would be promoting an easeful process of being able to remove toxicity from the cells themselves. Because it's so close to the inside and the outside, the here and the there, that it's like, I can just whoop, pull it out. Whereas maybe during the winter solstice, when everything is deep within, I have to like go in and take it out. And you can re release that um, throughout the next, let's say week or two, honestly. And even like being mindful all these days that I've just talked about before, maybe even prepping to go into that. And also when I say restorative, like be mindful, if you're trying to do like a fast or something like that, you want to work your way up to it so that your body can do it in a sustainable way rather than just going all out on this one day when you just ate like a heavy meal yesterday. And, and also the moon is going to be in a trine with Mercury. And so that's going to be like an easeful flow. And then it's also going to be in a trine with Jupiter. So this day specifically is like a really nice day to start something and have success with it. Oh, yeah, it's great. And I like this on a weekend, too. So you don't have to you know, worry about any like that's going to take. I know we all some of us work really hard on the weekends, too, but that's going to take a little bit of the you know, stress off. So you'll be able to say, okay, how do I reset this and get ready to go into the next week? Because you'll have that day and then you'll have Sunday. Is there anything on Sunday that you, we could keep working with this energy on or anything we need to be aware of as we head into the end of the yeah. week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just uh, take a step back to the 23rd that night, uh, we're going to have the, the moon squaring Mars and it's going to be in conjunct Venus. So if you do choose to start a restorative cleanse on that day, then maybe at night, it'll be a little more difficult. You know, it's like, so it starts easy and you're like, oh yeah, I got this. And then it comes to the nighttime and you're like, oh snap, like I'm starting to feel these hunger pains and I have these desires that are coming up. And so we can look at the astrology and see that, oh yeah, that's happening for sure. Okay. Awesome. I can just accept that and keep it moving. I like that. And yeah. And I, I could see the temptation Saturday night, like, you know, it's dinner time or friends say, oh, hey, come meet me here or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, today you want to call me after I just <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I like that you gave that heads up. So you can just like make sure you're blocking your calendar off or, or, or 
doing what you can to avoid the temptations, which is, is sometimes easier said than done for sure. Oh yeah. All the time easier said than done for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then on that Sunday, we got the moon in Capricorn still, and it's going to be trying Uranus. So just a more easeful flow from like potential feelings of like tension because the moon in Capricorn has a tendency to get a little tense and it's an easy flow of energy to another earth sign. And Uranus is there, which is a planet that also can bring tension. So again, there, I'm definitely going to be personally doing a oil massage for myself just because that the tension of the moon in Capricorn mixed with the tension that could be created or the anti the, the spasmodic nature of Uranus there. So just being like clear and mindful of that. If I didn't make it uh, very apparent and clear too, the equinox is the, when the sun goes into Libra, just for people who are new. I just wanted to make sure that y'all understand that. So also on this, on this Sunday, we're going to have the sun in conjunct Saturn in Pisces. And again, we have an in conjunction. So if you did start a restorative cleanse the day before, and then the sun comes to in conjunction with Saturn, that's going to like, you're going to have to really like be mindful of your discipline and understand that your body might be thrown to the side a bit because it's not used to like this restorative cleansing type of process. And um, if you want to know what kind of restorative cleanse you can do, also feel free to reach out to me and let me know on Astrologer Connect because I am just saying restorative cleanses if everyone knows what that is. And I know everyone doesn't know what that is. And that's okay because I don't want to say something and just have hundreds of people hearing this generalization when you could just reach out to me and we can figure that out together. Yeah. And you can find you can find you directly at astrologyhub.com forward slash Cameron Connect. And we'll have make sure we have that link underneath the podcast too so they can find you. So it's such an interesting Beautiful. way that the universe is setting us up. It's like it's a great time to detox and do this cleanse. And once you do it, I'm going to test the fire out of you and make it here's the temptation, here's the Saturn. So Yes, I love that astrology is going to give us that insight to know that that that's coming, um, that you're going to be Absolutely. tested. Now, I know like Monday is not our day, but if I was doing a restorative cleanse on the weekend, would I feel better about it by Monday? You think? <laughs> would I pass? Well, my you know, it all depends. It all depends on the person's body and stuff like that, okay. because there also is like a lot of stuff going on on that Sunday because the moon is also sextile Neptune, which I'm not. I wouldn't make such a huge deal out of that if the moon wasn't going to directly be conjunct Pluto right after it. So there are things that could like easily come up from this restorative cleanse that's happening when the moon is like hitting these outer planets. Not only is the moon going to be hitting these outer planets, the moon is also going to be square the nodes. And so the moon square the nodes, I find to be like this very subtle thing where, you know, look back to the last eclipse point and think about how did I feel then? How do I feel now? How did I feel then? How do I feel now? And kind of observe the crossroads, that moment of cross, that crossroad moment can just be like a key, subtle point of emphasis, especially since also Mars is in Libra and it's opposing Chiron that day. So this is like this equinox potential uh, cleanse, restorative cleanse could like really be bringing up some stuff. But like I said, it's close to the inside and the outside, the above and the below. So what is it that you know you need to like pull out? And invite to, and this is an invitation to do that at a time that it might be more easeful. I like the crossroads. I love that. That's such a great, that's a great word. That's my favorite word because that is what it is. It's like the point of what was and what will be, which the, those nodes squaring all, it usually feels like that, the future and the past. And you're like in the middle, like what, what do you take action on? And sometimes you have to take action to resolve the past to go exactly. to the future. So, yeah. 
It's a very exactly. interesting week. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's always these weeks. I don't, I've noticed, especially like when I write horoscopes, and we're like, oh, there's just these couple of transits. Those are the weeks that I tend to like write paragraphs for because there's all these nuances and they like, you mm -hmm. know, take take advantage of this time. But it does look like we kind of walk through this week in a very, you know, notice notice the whisperings, notice what's coming up, understand what you need to rebalance. And then we get to this, to the equinox, to where when the sun moves into Libra and it's like, okay, what is what is in harmony and what do we need to release? Because, you know, that's that's a pretty pivotal time. And then using your great health. I love how all the health advice you had on every single day for this week. But yeah, just being tested when in your resolve. Like I have, I'm gonna, I'm at a crossroads. I can no longer accept this behavior or feel this way or act this way. And this, this little change is what I'm going to make in order to make this process. So yeah. It's Absolutely. Yeah. The change in and of itself, even like, just to give like a potential spectrum of like the restorative plans, it could be like an all out restorative plans where you're like, I'm not eating grains and blah, 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 blah. I'm not doing this and that. Awesome. Do your thing, especially if you know what you're doing. But it also could be something as simple as I'm going to cleanse myself of the idea that I should keep eating all the foods I was eating during the summertime. Right. Yeah. And just like, I'm going to like cleanse myself from that way of thinking and start thinking about how I can eat for this new season. That could be the cle restorative cleansing of itself. I like when you said that in the beginning, I was thinking about um, an article I'd read recently about how now you can go to the grocery store. And it doesn't matter what season it's in. You can eat fruits or foods from every season and how our bodies are not really set up for that. Like there is a season like where this is strawberries and you can only eat strawberries during this time period. And that's something that we've really walked away from. But I love how your conversation is bringing it back to that. Like, okay, now that we're in this season, what foods do I need to eat? They can maintain this optimal health. And and how does that really kind of turn into your primal or instinctual nature and kind of help you almost decode your body and your spirit and, and get connected yeah. with um with all, with everything. But yeah, yeah, I love how that's come up a couple of times because we're at a seasonal change and what does that mean for your region of the world? Uh, what, what do you eat? Because exactly. some of us, you know, pretty much, some of us may not have drastic changes. I live in the South. There's a drastic change in what's available if if I was growing my own food it, as to what isn't. So um, yeah, that's, that's a super interesting concept to think about. What am I going to eat in this season? And I think another thing, because um, we talked a lot about what we put into the body, but also some things of what we put into the minds, you know, like what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you inviting into your space? Um, that could be something that it could be just a little bit of change. Like if you feel really fearful of the world you live in, like what are, how are you feeding that wolf? Um, if you feel really optimistic, how can you feed that wolf and still be realistic? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuances and it's just a little, it's those scales that you were talking about. Such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And the last thing I would say is uh, like you were saying the mind and the restorative cleanse for the mind. One thing, um, because it's not necessarily everywhere going to be just cold automatically, but make setting the intention during the equinox that you're going to learn how to be in relationship with the transition towards the winter solstice. And so one thing that they do, I believe it's in like Norway or something. I forget where it's at. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is as, as the temperature continues to drop down, continue to wear less and less clothes so that you can integrate yourself into the winter solstice point. Because it's like you're like, like acclimating yourself to the cold rather than just putting on clothes and then not being adaptable during that time. Yeah. So yeah. just like think about that from this process, from the equinox all the way down to the winter solstice. That's fascinating.
Is this like a 70 degree fall and a 70 degree spring feel completely different? You know what I mean? Because it's still oh, yeah. like 70 oh. degrees in the spring is hot. Where's the swimming pool? And 70 degrees in the fall is like, where's the blankets and the fire? Because it's just that whole just, <laughs> like you're used to. Exactly. I love it. Okay, so Cameron, is there anything else you'd like to say about this week? Any closing thoughts or inspirations that we can walk away with? No, I would just say just focus on the equinox and just, and it, and also if you haven't focused on the equinox before, even just observing it in and of itself is enough. So that's what I would say. So as we move towards this week, it's all about watching those whispering noises, like those subconscious things that come up. What what can we do to change this um, to really help ourselves feel more in balance? And then when we get to that equinox, we're really thinking about the little changes. What can we bring above or below to bring in that harmony um, and restorative cleanses is something that Cameron talked about. I definitely recommend you go back and listen to what he said about each of the days because there's a lot of great health tips in each one of them. And I think that and one of the great themes that we had too is, or one of the ideas that we really want to work with is revisiting your new moon intention. So you're ready for that full moon. There's a big process that you're working with there. And I think... Um, yeah, it was just all about balance so we can get ready to move deep into the winter. So we're really in a seasonal change this week. Um, yeah, I, I, I love all the health tips that you have. I love all the insight that you brought to this. Thank you so much for being here this week, Cameron. I look forward to being here with you again on the weekly weather in a couple of weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. It's always a pleasure. All right. So I did want to tell you guys, especially if you're interested in the health aspect that Cameron I spoke about one, you can find all of his classes, the links to that underneath this video. But right now we are hosting a workshop series. It's Astrology Hub's Health, Wealth, and Fulfillment Workshop Series. This is by Judith Hill, Michael Bryant, and George Staffis. Now we're in the middle of this. It's not too late for you to sign up. You can definitely um, make sure that you catch up on the past ones. This week, Georgia is teaching. Now this is three weeks, three legends, three chart reading techniques for really unlocking your potential. I am loving every bit of this series. And if you haven't joined yet, make sure you check it out at astrologyhub.com forward slash workshop. You can find the links under this broadcast as well. And uh, again, if you want to connect with Cameron on our brand new platform, Astrologer Connect, you can find him at astrologyhub.com forward slash Cameron Connect. And I know you will be simply delighted by having his advice. I want to thank all of you for being here today. Thank you for being part of our community and uh, for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.